This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. The following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Welcome back to another edition of Speed Street. We are back here as we creep closer and closer to the holidays. We had Halloween last week. We were wrapping up the NASCAR season that we did this past weekend. Uh, And now here we are. We are fully fledged besides Formula One. You got a big one coming up there in the States that we're going to talk about. But uh, NASCAR in the books. IndyCar has been in the books and uh, now we're just going to be rocking and rolling here on uh, the Speed Street. Myself, Ben Walton, Connor Daly, of course, presented by Dirty Mo Media. Glad you guys are here. Uh, yeah, CD, we got, uh, of course, another off-season edition of Speed Street here, uh, but still plenty to talk about, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there is um, a ton of racing going on still. I mean, not a ton, but there's some. Uh, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. the NASCAR championship weekend. I thought it was a great, uh, a, an interesting weekend. A lot of great racing. A lot of sometimes maybe not as fun racing, but uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. it was uh, it, it was very interesting. Formula One, and now heading to uh, Las Vegas, which is there going to be? I mean, I early predictor Firefest, Firefest racing. You've been edition. on that for a while. You've been on that for been a while. on it for a while, and and yep. I'm even working for the event, so I feel bad. I don't I don't want to like <laughs> I, I want to go there and 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 you know obviously get paid to do my job, and I hope it works out great because I can't wait to commentate on some Formula One. But so are you the Billy McFarland or the Jaw Rule in this situation? Oh, I don't know. Okay, uh, I'd like either. to say Jaw Rule because why not? Yeah, <laughs> but it's. It's it's going to be interesting. I I I I, ha- I exchanged some texts. Um, oddly enough, this is very random, but the uh, the the team manager for uh, Carlin when I qualified on pole for Carlin in IndyCar, uh, he actually is working out in Vegas uh, with the event, uh, and so I, I kind of exchanged texts with him and say, hey, like, how's it going? And and uh, it's been a lot of work for those folks out there. It's been a lot of work for those folks. And uh, there's I, there's like random internet stories. Like my little brother Carter found one the other day that was like. Oh, like potentially the race isn't going to happen because of this, that, and whatever, or people didn't, you know, people didn't get paid to do something or people, I don't know, a lot of things get thrown around obviously. Right. Um, but I am very curious. I am, I am very curious. I actually, uh, I actually had a, was, was texting, uh, most of the day, just two days ago with, with Daniel Ricardo, and, uh, you know, he, what he was talking about that they, all those drivers have to do during that week is wild. Like they are... He said he doesn't even have an hour to himself, I don't think, where they're not doing something. 
Um, and so the, so they're definitely getting, uh, you know, they're definitely getting used up. They're definitely, you know, doing the promotion, doing the work, uh, obviously. And as to focus in on a, as a driver as well, I mean, you got to learn a new track, a uh, whole new, uh, you know, situation there. So I am just I, biggest, one of the biggest questions and, and curious, um, activities that I will participate in so far this year. <laughs> but well, I hope be, it's great. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's certainly going to be interesting. Um, like I t- said, I remember being out there for that bachelor party in September is Labor Day weekend, and people were already kind of, you know, because the different folks that we would meet at the pool or at the casino or wherever, you know, oh, where are you guys from? We're from Indianapolis. Oh, wow, racing, right? Yep. <laughs> oh, wow. So, like, Formula One coming out here, right? And we're like, yeah, it's different, but, <laughs> oh, like, yeah, yeah we, we we get it. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it, it's a thing. And they're like, man, we can't wait. Don't know what to expect. We're like, we don't either. Should be yeah. interesting. <laughs> like, I've actually got messages from people, too. Um, they ask if I'm coming out to the race. I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I got to work. I was like, are you going to the race? They're like, no, we're just going to party. I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay, all right, like. I guess there are people that are going to spend money on expensive hotels just to party. And like, just because again, Formula One is so big now that all these team partners, whether it's Duracell with Williams or Red Bull or, or Monster Energy with Mercedes, every single one of these big companies is going to have some sort of massive shindig every mm. every night. There's going to be a party on Wednesday night. There's going to be a party on Thursday night. There's going to be a day party Saturday before the race. There's going to be a Sunday after, like, there's going to be events and branded parties. Like, I actually just saw some Instagram stories today, like the Omnia nightclub, big nightclub there in, in like, right on the strip. They've already got, like, racing jackets on, and, like, they're using weird words probably because Formula One stuff is trademarked, so it's like, hey. uh, I, let me let me actually go to find out what words they were using, because I was like, well, that doesn't, that doesn't, I, what? <laughs> so it's like when you watch, like, Family Guy, and they have to say like "Roads uh, of Fury." Roads of Fury <laughs> is it's what these events. I don't know what's going on, right? But they have Formula One simulators at Omnia and jackets that say "Roads of Fury." So I don't know if that's a I, that doesn't very sound. It doesn't sound very Formula One-y, but we're getting on furious roads out in Las Vegas, apparently in the nightclub. So yeah, very it, interesting out there. I, I, I it's gonna be quite a scene it so sounds car, more go ahead go ahead ben. oh i was just gonna say um with it starting at t- 10 p.m local time and it's gonna be 1 a.m <laughs> eastern do you have like what's your plan for trying to pace yourself to i know you're not gonna be you know enjoying the pleasantries of the evening while you're working but, yeah you know through the day it's a long day out in the sun and the heat if it's still gonna be warm there and then trying to go and commentate for the whole race that late well that's the thing i got an email today about like kind of our general schedule and like obviously the sessions are at night so it's going to be freezing cold like it's only going to be 70 during the day and 40s at night so like oh, I forget we're going to be yeah. freezing cold in the desert and uh, i mean it's almost like a dj lifestyle like the race starts at 11 or something like that at local time you're going to be getting out of the office at 1 32 in the morning and so actually the funny thing is normally after f1 races like there's all these like cool after parties the clubs are closed by the time they get out of the, like the race is done. So but they're not going to make any special. I don't you know. know. I, I think everyone would be too tired if the race finishes at two in the morning and you're like, oh, yeah, we got to go to the nightclub at 
till four. You know, yeah, gets, but it's Vegas, baby. It is Vegas, baby. That's true. It never sleeps. Never sleeps. Um, but yeah, again, I'm just very curious because this is going to be one of the most unique racing schedules. And like, I've been around racing since I was a a, a, a fetus. So like, uh-huh. I, this is a very very interesting schedule. Um, thankfully, honestly, no early mornings. So that's cool. Like I, I like sleeping in a little bit, yeah. especially in Las Vegas. Um, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be something. And, you know, I, I think I thought the Brazil race as well, they, they, I thought it was a good race. So maybe they got some good momentum heading there. Like I, I thought the sprint race was really good. I know this is like randomly getting into racing talk, but like, the sprint race in Formula One, I thought was really good over the weekend. So I, I hope that that means that there's maybe some entertainment to be had in the Vegas race. There's a lot of long straights at the track, so you know maybe a lot of overtaking. So we'll see. If if Vegas somehow lucks out and it's a great race yeah. along with like a wild show, I mean, cash the check. It's it's going to be yeah. there forever. I'm wondering if there will be anything here in Indianapolis, any of the fine establishments that we enjoy venturing oh, to man. or that are known for being kind of a racing scene hey. that would perhaps uh, be opening to have the race on at one in the morning and have people yeah. be able to come and watch. I might I might look into that. That, that, that sounds pretty interesting because even someone yeah. like myself who – a lot of times I've been said on this on this podcast plenty of times. You know, I kind of I always stick up for IndyCar. You know, I oh, stick yeah. up for NASCAR. You know, Formula One kind of rubs me the wrong way. I think it's kind of boring. But even myself, I mean, this it's motorsport. This, it, yeah. Well, it's motorsport, but but the scene, like you mentioned, everything that's coming along with it, you got to watch. You got to check yeah. it out. So maybe a few people in Indy, maybe some Speed Street listeners, some pals. You know, maybe we'll try to figure something out this weekend. Head to maybe uh, Main Street Speedway or somewhere in Broad Ripple, or, well, maybe not Broad Ripple, but somewhere to uh, watch this thing at uh, one one thirty in the morning. We'll figure it out. It's um, very funny too because I'm literally I, I just I have ESPN on my television off to my left here. Uh huh. Las Vegas F1 commercial and it looks wild. They got like you know all the celebrities, marshmallows, DJs, dancers, and, uh, yeah, crazy to that. Very few race cars, but like a lot yeah. of cool celebrities and champagne spraying and all kinds of stuff. So just just the Bellagio. Oh show. yeah, the fountain. the fountain just going crazy. Yeah, my favorite will be when the broadcast uses a bunch of gambling uh, terms and oh, stuff. Oh yeah, like oh yep, they're really putting all their chips on this bet or oh, something. Oh yeah, it's, it's yeah. gonna be the, it's the same way when NASCAR go. goes there. So I can't wait for that. It's Shit, all that's, that's what it's all about. Yeah, I, that, so that's, that's the only reason I want to watch now. I just, <laughs> exactly. That's enough alone. I want to watch. We'll that. start a count. We'll start a count. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, you mentioned NASCAR there, and you mentioned uh, Fury, Roads of Fury, or whatever yeah. that's going on in Vegas. <laughs> so we said that kind of sounds more like a NASCAR situation, a NASCAR scene there. And we did wrap up the NASCAR season, had the championship over the weekend. And I believe, Connor, yeah, I believe, did you predict Blaney last week, or was it, or did you say Larson? I say, I think I said Larson. Ben would have to check. I, Ben's I, our record keeper. You said but, Larson. Uh, yeah. We both said Larson, but I said Blaney would be my second pick because he there was going to go last year. So I'll take you know half credit for that. And how um, about it? Ryan Blaney does uh, capture the champion. title. Uh, the Star Wars. Star YRB. Wars loving. Hooters dating. Uh, <laughs> son of a gun. And uh, yeah, he brought it home. exactly him. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I was... I think that was a uh, obviously winning the NASCAR championship big for your career, but like 
I have. career day in general for for Ryan Blaney. Like that was like when he needed it, uh, he did everything he needed to do. Um, I, I thought he. I mean, I and everyone else like that were on pit boxes of the other championship competitors were probably like this guy's melting down in the middle of the race when he's angry at Ross Chastain. Right. I, I think. A lo- and a lot of teams think this as well. Uh, I knew, uh, you know, I, drivers can absolutely get emotional and like be fully into it, but also still do their jobs efficiently, right? Like, because we are always mad at someone almost in the car, like whether right, you're right. racing someone or they're like, you're frustrated, you can't get by them. Um, but like, I, you know, I, I certainly have been, uh, you know, voicey on the radio at times talking about other people that have gone on and I know that like at the same time like I'm just basically reporting what's going on to my team and I'm like you guys do whatever you want with it like I don't I don't really care but like it's a good outlet for me because I have to tell someone about it because it's like hey this sucks I'm not missing a corner by doing that you know what I mean like I'm only talking when I'm on a straight you know what I mean and like I'm still focused in on what's going on Mm. And Ryan, again, it does make you nervous as a fan. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's waving at the guy, flipping him off. They got the bird live on TV. Like I was like, <laughs> this does seem like, because uh, again, in the NASCAR championship format, like he didn't have to win the race, just got to beat the other guys, right? And he was well in front of the other guys. And then he starts, then he then he hit Ross Chastain. And I was like, oh man, I was like, oh, please, Ryan, I hope you win this thing because that would be a tough look if if that's, you know, that's what was going on. But again, yeah. proof right there that like you can just be so into it and trying to deliver a message. And in the end, you can still do the job efficiently because he did. Final restart, did every made every move the right way, was smart. Him and Kyle Larson, great little battle there. I, I mean, I, I fully enjoyed seeing that. Now, I had this in my notes. The yellow flag caused by Kyle Busch there at the end. Seemed a little KFC. fishy. Seemed a little KFC. fishy. I, 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 <laughs> I, I looked at it, and I'm like, man, Kyle Busch just lost it by himself, and and they played the onboard camera and just the way he used the throttle and stuff like that. Again, you, you can't get too deep into Conspiracy Island because that's just a terrible place to go. Yeah, but man. it just seemed a little... I mean, again, I don't know how... I cannot, as someone who hates when dumb people on the couch try to judge something that they don't know physically how to do by driving race cars really fast around a racetrack, I am not going to say that, wow, I can't believe he spun, but uh, it is hard to drive these cars. I assume it is very hard to drive them on short ovals like that, low grip. Um, But yeah, Kyle Busch just losing it by himself. I mean, that's a, maybe he needed a yellow too. I don't know, but it was, it was a situation where I was like, man, this does set up for a great finish. Like, this does set it up really well. <laughs> right. And then the yeah. pit stops change everything. Blaney goes from the front to the back of the championship competitors. And it's, you know, it, I, I I do love NASCAR for that. They they gave me everything I wanted. I wanted a little late race yellow. Give me a fun restart. And we got it. <laughs> ben, what about you? I know you're following along there. Yeah, I think it did seem fishy. But I think Kyle Busch of all people doesn't really... Give a yeah, crap he doesn't about care. Doing He's all like, that. no, I'm not. Yeah, a- yeah. <laughs> yeah. My my thing with that is, and this is just like the whole championship format. Um, like, I feel like you can have a good race as a driver in the championship four, you know, all day long. 
and then no matter what happens it feels like there's always going to be that late race yellow so it's like can you pretty much just bank on that that that's going to happen and do you like i don't know i feel like it just like kind of throws away some of the like authenticity of the race but just like you can be good all day and then there's that late race yellow you just kind of have to count on so. i mean i think it's just in motorsport in general right especially nascar there there is there's a percentage of numbers that'll tell you yep that's gonna happen but then it doesn't because it, it is truly a sport where you really don't know what's gonna happen it, it is down to sometimes tire failures or equipment stuff or <laughs> or, or you know you just might have lost it right at the end of the race. Like there, there is, you know, you have to also think at the end of these races, the drivers are physically worn out too. So mistakes are more capable of, of happening. So it's, you know, we often see it in the IndyCar races at Texas, right? I think that's physically, that race is really, really hard. So you're running around, not many, not many people are overtaking. Eventually after one or two stints, there's a yellow. Well, the car, I can promise you, is getting so hard to drive at that point. Like, the steering is insanely heavy. You're trying to stay flat coming out of the pits because it's your heavy fuel load, new tires. And and sometimes, that's when people start making mistakes. We've seen it before. I remember Zach Veach one year. I remember Jack Harvey one year. Like, there are people that just single car accidents because, you know, it, again, maybe it was something else. But, like, realistically, all, all the physical factors come into play then. Because as soon as that yellow would come out, right? Like you're, I'm like, oh man, I'm really glad that yellow came out. Cause man, this has been like, this has been a tough couple sure. stints just flat out. You know what I mean? So all, I think all the drivers, you know, understand that by the end of the race, you know, m- mistakes are more uh, prevalent. There's definitely more potential for that to happen. So, um, you know, I-, I enjoyed it though. I mean, to get into a little bit like the Xfinity race too, the last restart, again, great racing on that restart. Um, and if, and I was trying to do so, I was doing some live tweeting. I, uh, the truck race, truck race was your tweets were funny. <laughs> I, I got into some Twitter. I was just sitting at my house Friday night watching the truck race. And, uh, you know, I, I would like to race in the truck series next year. Right. I, I full time, I would love to be a full time truck racer next year. That's what I'm trying to do. But man, that was wild. Like that, there, there were so many accidents and so many ways people hit each other. That I just, I guess, I understand it because there's a lot of youth in that series, a lot of youth. Um, but it was a shame to see because then you, you watch the Xfinity race. There was some great racing there. You watch the Cup race again, great racing there for the most part. Phoenix, I, I still don't know whether that's the best place to have it or not. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't know about that. Um, but uh, yeah, the truck race. I don't know if you saw any of it, Joey, but there was like a. I mean, it was just crash, crash, crash. And I, I almost ran out of bourbon. Like I, I was, I had to pour I myself an, another glass. Um, I was, I was having a great time live tweeting the event. There was a lot of other people live tweeting the event saying like, how in the world is this still possible? Um, you know, you had people wrecking each other intentionally. And then, you know, Corey Heim, I was like, dude, man, hey, he caused that last yellow. But after that, or one of the starting yellows to start it all, I mean, you really wish you probably didn't take yourself out of it at that point. You know what I mean? So it's it's a it's a you know one thing leads to another, and if Corey Heim doesn't put Carson Hosevar in the wall, you know if Carson Hosevar didn't put Corey Heim, you know, in the wall, like all these things lead to so many different, uh, you know, so many different outcomes. 
Grant Enfinger had the championship won easily, and then he didn't. You know what I mean? So it's if I was Grant Enfinger, I would want to probably throat punch Corey Heim. And uh, I mean, it's just it, it was a shame uh. to see that. Because I like Grant Enfinger. He, I, I got to talk to him at Texas this year at the IndyCar race. He, he asked a lot of questions about IndyCar. Um, but yeah, I, I, that was man. That NASCAR is a. It, it's just it's a wild world. A lot of drama. A lot of drama. But I respect. I respect it. I mean, it's. I enjoy watching it. Like I knew it's. It doesn't look great, but like as a race fan, like I'm still. Enjoy, I'm like I'm having a great time. Can't look away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I can't look away. Yeah. What's the in the uh, middle of the race? I can look away. At the end, no way. <laughs> Once the drinks start flowing, the tweets start going. That's uh, that's always kind of a motto that I. So so, so sometimes I mean I wasn't having a ton, but I was having a nice Friday <laughs> evening bourbon. <laughs> I, I love a good bourbon to you know finish off the week, right? Yeah, sure. And I have some motor racing on the television. I, uh-huh. I would say a little bit questionably late. I I mean it was a very late night watching truck racing. I, I think they probably should have moved that start just slightly earlier. Um. But yeah, it was uh, that was a wild night. And then Ben Rhodes, obviously Ben Rhodes champion again. Uh, let's talk about this fella. Let's, let's talk about these uh, these press conferences here. Let's talk about yeah. when old Ben Rhodes is getting behind the mic after he's uh, done the thing. And uh, pretty quick turnaround for you to be under the influence that quickly, right? Now again, as drivers, we get dehydrated very quickly, right? So I, I know I know for a fact that like after the Indy Five Hundred. Uh, or like after a race that's like super hot, if you have one beer, you're like, "Woo, all right, you know this feels great." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay, yeah. that's fair. Um, but Ben Rhodes again, I I've never even talked to the guy in my life. Like, I obviously I've done a couple truck races, but never really talked to him. I I I, I didn't enjoy some of racing with him in the first Vegas truck race that I did. Um, but I I don't have enough experience in that series to really know. I know that as a viewer of the truck series, I would say that he's done some wrecking of folks that I, I, I would not, I'm not super thrilled about, but you can't argue with a multi-time champion. Um, I know you didn't see the press conference, Joey, and I didn't watch the whole thing, but it does, I mean, the funny thing about it is people on the internet ask for more driver personality, right? Like, hey, oh yeah, let, let's see it. Let, let's see some... Let's get some nice interaction, some funny things. And then if you're too person if like you have too much personality, well then it gets, you know, there are there are some people on the internet saying like, oh, this guy's a you know a joke or this is just embarrassing. It's like, well, okay, so what's the middle ground? Cause like right. again, I thought some of the clips were funny, but then I also saw thought thought, thought some of the clips were like, all right, this is kind of stupid. <laughs> but like I would rather see that than someone who just gets up and says, you know what? Really proud thanks of the, the sponsors. Uh, thanks the team. Yeah, Wouldn't really be here without them. Um, exactly. Yeah. Proud of the Kubota Chevy for you know getting me to the end, and the boys called us great strategy because uh-huh. like everyone says that. You know what I mean? So, but like to go out and say like dinosaurs aren't real and like all like I mean all these things and like he just the words. I I, I want to let drivers be drivers though. So congratulations, Ben Rhodes. But but Joey, if you get to watch any clips of that, I'd be very curious to see what uh you know what you think of it. It seemed like a little bit more uh maybe a little bit more drunky drunk than uh than than because like he still used he didn't wasn't slurring any words, just using a lot of them. <laughs> right. Ben, what'd so, you think? 
Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll save. Were you there, Ben? Were you in Phoenix? No, I was not in Phoenix. Okay. Um, I'll save some of my analysis for the podium because it's gonna be a okay. Part got of it, it. But yes. I have maybe some some chunks. The one thing I will say it's, yeah, the driver personality thing is like definitely important to show. Um, I think it is I too. I saw. I can't remember who it was. One of the NASCAR media members was kind of talking about how it's just maybe like more of a sloppy look because it's supposed to be like this like media showcase. And if you're going up there and and people are like trying to do their job and answer questions and like and and do what they have to do and like the driver is kind of giving them you know stuff like that, it can be a little bit embarrassing, but. I think it's kind of a part. It's it's a double edged sword because it's a part of. I mean, you get a guy that just won the championship and and worked really hard all season. Like he's going to celebrate, but how quickly was this turnaround? You know, I don't know Ben Rhodes. I don't know what his alcohol tolerance is. <laughs> so I mean, he showed up with a. I watched the some of the. I watched the whole thing, probably about half of it before we started recording. He brought a tall boy that I think was at least half finished to the <laughs> press conference, and you know, good for him. He didn't put it up on the table. You know, can't give you know. Your, sponsor, your, your, yeah, your yeah, free yeah. sponsor stuff. Uh-huh. So I'll give yeah. it on the end. Kept it underneath. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. It, it is funny. And this is the second year he's done this because the first time he won the championship a few years ago, he did the same exact thing. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. that one was a little bit worse. I feel like he kept it a little bit together this time. So yeah, I do I do find it funny. Um, but, you know, I compare it to Brad Kozlowski's uh, Sports Center interview for when he won the Love championship. Love that one. Well, I think Loved that's a it. little bit different because, like, he was doing his media rounds at the end of the night, and he had a Miller Lite sponsorship yeah. too. So, like, if anything, it's just you know he's making sure he's enjoying his product and enjoying the brand that he represents. So, I don't know. It's but I tell you, if Miller Lite was my sponsor, I'd have that thing everywhere. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, like Kevin Harvick, right? At the end yeah. of that race, everyone's got a bush light there. You know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah, right. This right. is awesome. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I actually wish there was more of that in IndyCar. Like. The race is over. We got all the boys just hanging out there, and we're all going to crack open a beer. Like, what? what is wrong with that? Like, in IndyCar, like, race teams have to, like, hide a beer fridge, like, underneath, like, hide a beer cooler, like, underneath the trailer and, like, maybe sneak a beer when the, when the weekend is over because we've all put in a ton of hard work, and you guys deserve beers. Like, the crew guys, they deserve that. You know what I mean? They, they, they put in hours, early mornings, nights and like i love the idea of you know just seeing kevin kevin and the boys just having a bush light and and bush light like talk about talk about pleasing your sponsors they probably well can love that and talk about a sponsor being loyal to the driver right like you know they like put up a thing in their beer brewing factory like for kevin harvick and it's just it goes to show you that like bush light Kevin Harvick, that's like a ride or die. Like they seem like ride or die folks. You know what I mean? Like obviously Bush Light makes it possible for Kevin Harvick to get paid the money that he gets paid. There's sponsors that are always involved, right? But like that loyalty is incredible. And 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 a, a driver type of the sponsor, it, like when you make that work to a high level, it's just I, I mean, I wanted to drink a Bush Light right then. I was like, these guys look yeah, awesome. Yeah. Like this group, this, 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 these warriors that went into battle. For the last time with Kevin Harvick, you know what I mean? Good for them for having big old tall boys, driver included. I mean, I, I wish there was more of that in IndyCar. I wish people were open enough with being able to like just know that we're all adults here and we can celebrate because we all put in a ton of work to to be here and to and to do that. So I, maybe, I, I liked it. Maybe you be the like Andy Dufresne uh, from Shawshank Redemption. 
for IndyCar, you know, where he's like going to Hadley and he's saying, you know, the boys deserve uh, to have some ice cold suds after a long day's work. <laughs> you know, I mean, have oh, you yeah. seen that movie, right? Just one man's yep. opinion. Maybe you you put on that cape and you'd be the battle. You know, you'd be the Andy Dufresne for the series to get some get, get some suds out there for all the good fellows. Well, I don't have much time in IndyCar left anyway, so well, <laughs> hopefully someone else can uh, can get it started. Scott McLaughlin's that guy. Scott McLaughlin is that All guy. Right. We'll go All with right, that. Scotty Mac. All right. I also uh, want to speaking... point out really quickly about that, Connor. If for IndyCar, like if they if they're literally spraying champagne in victory lane and in the podium and all that, I think it's going to be you know like I don't see the difference. So well, the the problem is with IndyCar, and we talked about this a little bit before. Is the podium looks depressing? <laughs> like yeah, it, yeah, I, yeah. everyone should like if if the podiums in IndyCar were like the Formula E podiums or the F one mm-hmm. podiums or uh or, or I mean NASCAR NASCAR obviously doesn't do podiums, but like. They really focus on the victory lane celebration, which is great. Mm-hmm. But again, we have podiums. They need to be big setups, big, colorful activities, not just a uh, it's just it's so it's such a miss because the podium celebration should be a big deal. Making it on the podium of an IndyCar race is a huge deal. When I got on the podium in Detroit, it was a tin step and a plastic board behind us well i know it, there, it was a metal railing with like a, a sheet that had like the event sponsors on it and there was a lake behind us like we when we were spraying champagne i just jumped onto the ground and like walked around like it was just, right and again greatest experience of my life one of the greatest experiences of my life but it, it you know it just it didn't seem like what it could have been like the when i was on the podium in europe in f3 Oh my gosh, you're up there. They're playing the national anthem. You get to spray the champagne and just drink it right there. Have a great time. But uh, it just doesn't. Yeah, it just. I don't know. It's 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 something that I hope we uh, IndyCar because like I I obviously don't know what's going to happen in the future, but I hope they sort it out because I, I drivers deserve that. Drivers do deserve that. You mentioned the onus is on Scotty Mack now. Um, interesting development over the weekend for his teammate, his uh, fellow bus bro, Joseph Newgarden. Uh, now you have two Penske, and you have the Indy 500 champ with Joseph Newgarden. You have uh, the NASCAR champ with Ryan Blaney, Team Penske rocking and rolling. And, of course, with that comes a little bit of uh, wagering that has to go down. A little tattoo wagering that has to go down, possibly. Mm. I did see this. Ben... Can you tell us about what this uh, what this tweet was all about? Like, do you have the wording of it? Do you have what was what was potentially promised for us? Because I I don't have I saw what was going on. Apparently, there was a text there was a text message chain that was screenshotted, and Joseph Newgarden. I as someone who has known Joseph since we were literally like children, um, I could never see Joseph with a tattoo. That's one thing I. Uh, uh I just don't see it. Um, Too worried about the image. But yeah, uh, do you have it up there, Ben? I do. So I think it started, they were texting each other, I think on Tuesday or Wednesday of this past week. Um, And Joseph texted Ryan saying, if you win this championship, I'm getting your face tattooed on my thigh. And he said, let's effing go. And then- after, of course, he won the championship, he sent that screenshot and said, oh, no. And I think, I can't remember if it was before or after that, they were kind of talking about, like, he looked like an 1800s president or an 1800s businessman yeah. with the beard. And 
top hat oh, yeah. and stuff. And then Ryan quote tweeted Joseph's tweet and said, let's talk numbers. What's the <laughs> diameter of this portrait of an 1800s president going to be? And then Joseph said it was nothing about size or whatever. So, um, yeah, more to come with that. I'm excited to see what's going to happen with that. I don't see this happening. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I don't either. there is any way that Joseph is getting a tattoo. Uh, not, don't even, not even a chance. So, I I think it would be the funniest thing ever if like uh, he did get one because I, I I noticed this. This is like this might be too much information, but like Travis Pastrana, uh, he has a ton of tattoos like on his upper thigh because those are mostly always covered by like shorts or pants, right? So like anytime he makes a tattoo bet, all those tiny tattoos go on the upper thigh. So he's got a ton of random like, you know, tattoos that you'll never really see because there's, you know, sometimes you got to make tattoo bets. So, you know, if Joseph does get the upper thigh, not a lot of people are seeing this tattoo, right? You're usually got pants on, we got things covering that, so it's fine. It's it still fits in the Penske model. Um, but, uh, that was going to be my thing is the, the biggest question here isn't whether Joseph would or would not. It's would Papa Penske give the sign off for the Penske perfectness. Well, I'm fairly sure Ryan has tattoos. I, I don't know. He but I, he, yeah. yeah. He does have tattoos. So I, I think it, it fits yeah, in the this model is some Joseph. way. This is, this, this is, is Joseph. the golden boy. Indy 500 champ Joseph, which again, by the way, this, this is kind of a segue, but. I had in my notes, and this is kind of random, but I feel like Joseph Newgarden. Why are we not seeing more from the Indy 500 champ, like on like a publicity stage? I, I I guess I feel like when I when Marcus won, I feel like there was always something going on, like yeah, with, with he Marcus, was around a lot. There was yeah. always something where it's like he's wearing his ring. I haven't seen. I I don't know. I just I I don't see. I, I have and Jake again. Joseph was in Japan with his wife for a while, doing a vacation. The season's been over for a while, but like, I haven't seen as much like, "Hey, this is our Indy 500 champ. This is our hero." And I want that. Like, I yeah. I want to celebrate Joseph as the Indy 500 champ because he's the perfect champion for us. Well, he you should remember be doing media right now. He should be doing media all through the winter. Which again, that's annoying for a driver sometimes, but like, that should be our selling point for the future. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does no, that make sense? Yeah, no, I, I you remember on this very show, I think the week after the five hundred, our five hundred recap, I put that challenge out to him. I was yeah. like, look, you need to wear this crown. You need to be our knight in shining armor going out there with your chiseled gin, chin yeah. and, 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 and body. Tremendous and, hair. And, and, yeah. and tremendous <laughs> hair and smile. Like, <laughs> you need to do this. It's all on you. You need to make this happen. And like you said, everybody's Everybody has the right to some downtime and some vacation, and especially, hey, I'm a married man. I know it's important to designate that time to be with your lovely wife. Absolutely love that. That's great. But I, I'm with you. I feel like I feel like a couple things for Joseph. I feel, I feel like, one, we know that he's just a very private guy, and he doesn't really like having to do all that nonsense like that. And two, it almost felt, even after he won the 500, that he took it to an extreme of like, Hey, yeah, we won the 500, but like we're on to the next one, and we got to win the championship. And like, I'm more bummed that I didn't <laughs> win the championship than I am happy that I won the 500. It's like, I know, yeah. bro, nobody gives a fuck about the championship. <laughs> well, goes, I mean, we do a little bit. Let's we go a little bit. <laughs> okay, okay, nah, yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, but it's like it's it's the equivalent of like 
winning the Heisman as compared to winning like the quarterback of the year. You know how they have that 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 other award that's like it's a name of an award and it's I think it's like the yeah. Davy O'Brien trophy, right? And it's like that's yeah. like the the national quarterback of the year in college football. Or like the Cheetos that, Bowl. Right. That's the equivalent. <laughs> it's like if you win the Heisman, there's been this many guys who have done it and you are in history forever. You are forever oh, yeah. introduced, known as a Heisman trophy winner. That's the same thing. Nobody, I couldn't name you three guys who won the Davy O'Brien Trophy. I can name you almost at least half, probably, of the Heisman Trophy winners. Yeah. Right? Like, and so to your point, that's where it's just like, bro, like, I we get it. All right. We, we, we know that it's important to competitive be guys best, be the best at every race and put the best foot forward and, you know, take care of our sponsors and take care of Team Penske and we want to be there at the end. We get it. But like, just take a year. Take a year, not even a live year, it take up. Eight months, <laughs> yeah. So that is kind of. Yeah. A, I didn't expect to get onto that, but it's true. It's it true. was only just because, like, I, I just I hadn't seen I, I just hadn't seen a lot of it. Like, I, I I feel like I I all I see on IndyCar social channels right now is Pato Ward. So like, I, I don't know what else is going on, but Pato is there every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, and again, he's very marketable. I completely get that. Uh, you know, and, and Alex Pillow, they they had a couple of video clips of him. That's great. And again, we gotta stay relevant. So they're they're putting stuff out there, which is good. But like I there there's no one else but the same four guys. So like I, I don't I don't know and like I, I haven't seen much about like Joseph Newgarden. Like I, I don't also, I don't know. I, I I I don't like play that clip of him winning every week. Play like just send him somewhere to do something. You know what I mean? Put him on like you could pay anyone to do a show. Put him on pardon my take still after the you know, after the season is over, like, hey, we got an Indy 500 champion on here. Let's talk about, you know, he's a Titans guy. Let's talk about the Titans too. He's a Tennessee. Guy. I don't know. Just there, there's stuff to talk about that you could be relevant in. And I just, I, 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 I just want to see more of Joseph Newgarden being the Indy 500 champion. You know what? He's already been an IndyCar champion. We love that. And again, the championship—that's amazing that Alex Pillow got that. But Indy 500 is the Indy 500. And I think Joseph is is the best, most marketable Indy 500 champion that we've had in a long time. I'd agree, and he should yeah. get Ryan Blaney's face tattooed on him because it would and be that. cool and interesting and something to talk about. And I have a lot of tattoos, and I think tattoos are awesome. So, uh, but that's just a little personal side note for any of the listeners out there who weren't familiar. Yes, I have a lot of tattoos, especially <laughs> on my arm. Anyways, um. All right, what else do we got to get to here? Uh, we hit on Formula One. We hit on the NASCAR Little bit of Formula One, yeah. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Uh, do you want to get into our weekend podium? Yeah, let's get into the podium. I think there's a few things on there that uh, that we can yeah, chat we about. Have, have a nice stuff. little, yeah, nice little some, chat about. Good stuff. So cool. cue yeah. podium theme music. Um, all right, so I'm going to start out here. Uh, I do have a podium from uh, essentially the, the last week, week, week-ish. Um, I, P3 on the list is um, my girlfriend Amy's parallel parking skills. I I am not a part. I hate parallel park. I hate parking. I, I hate it. I don't, I don't like finding a spot. I don't like. I feel like I've never been able to find a good spot. Uh, sometimes, whenever I do find a good spot, I celebrate like I've won, you know, uh, an Indy 500. It's amazing. Um, but we we were out in in LA for uh, for for Halloween, and yep, yep. parking very difficult out there, right? Very difficult. Uh-huh. Um, and so she she was driving. We were going to one of her friend's houses, trying to find some parking. You know, very popular area. And um, and I I'm actually driving I'm driving the car and she's like oh that's the space right there I'm like bah don't I don't know this car will fit in there oh. and and so I I'm like all right we'll give it a try I try once she's like let me do it I'm like all right uh-huh. <laughs> so Amy gets in the car and I'm like I'm I get out of the car to obviously like give her the exact like to the I'm talking to you like this is to the inch we need to back up to the car. And then uh-huh. go forward, and then back up to the car, and then Austin go forward. Power style, yeah, v- very yeah. much so. Yeah, but she nailed it. Like we're talking four inches to the rear, four inches to the front. Like we're we're talking fitting a car in a in an exact car space. Now it took fifteen minutes, but we but we got it in there. Got to do and, what you got to do for your space, man. I mean, I was just, and again, we soft contact to the soft contact to the front, you know. Bumpers are there's a little bit of a little bit of a squeeze bumpers on there. Are meant so for bumping. Kind of, bumpers are meant for bumping. You know what I mean. True. So a little bit of this, no damage done to anyone. You know, it had the license plates on both sides, so you kind of can just get away with a little bit of contact there. Um, very impressive. I, I honestly, I would have never done that because I hate par- parallel parking. But she was trusting me, saying, "Come on back, stop." Go on forward, stop, and it was a, uh, it was quite an operation. Wow! So, so no reverse camera. Uh, no, she does have the reverse camera, but I'm still like, I'm, oh, I'm, okay. I'm okay, literally okay. like, hey, you're in the, the front yeah. bumper of the car, so oh. let's stop. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was, I mean, shout out to Amy, uh, for being a a parallel parking wizard because I, I got out of the car and handed over the wheel, and I, and and I'm, I'm, I'm not. I am proud to say that because it worked out great. We had a fantastic parking spot. It was very convenient for uh-huh. our, our both arrival and departure later the, in the evening. And uh, yeah. Uh, hey, that's you know what you be say? It. You know what you say? Hey, I'm a driver. I'm not a parker. Okay. That's true. The, 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 yeah. the, that's what I do. If we're there parking in the race, we're doing something bad. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's why you, you balance each other out. It's what relationships are about. You drive, she can park. That's good. Way to go, Amy. Exactly. Uh, I'm a spotter now, too. I'm a spotter, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yep. My podium. Uh, we're gonna start off uh, on the on the low totem pole here, the third place. Uh, not low totem pole, but you know the shortest one. Uh, third place. This is gonna go to the uh, IMS end of year sale that's going on as oh. we record right now. Uh, on this is Wednesday, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, Wednesday. I know that it's live online. Uh, both IMS and IndyCar. I mean, they got some really, really great stuff. I saw things that were marked down that are usually like $95 that were like $45. I mean, just just really crazy deals to get ready for the holidays and shopping and all that. So I got a cart full that I'm getting. And so if you're looking for IMS merch that you saw maybe at uh, the shop when you were in town last year that maybe you're like, ah, just not going to pull the trigger yet. I don't know. Now's the time to go check that out and uh, and 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 you know get yourself some good stuff. And I promise this isn't even like a paid spot by yeah. IMS or anything. This is just from one fellow race fan to another who loves to get IMS merch, gear, IndyCar stuff. Um, go check and that out. And my merch is also there too. Like like they they're still selling you know my diecast cars. And again, yep, if you, yep, you yep. Bu- like buying one of those, still helps support me and then then supports our team. So like. There are plenty of diecast cars and the gift shop, plenty of shirts still because they got to mm-hmm. get rid of them. So, uh, you know, even if you even if it's an older shirt for next year, doesn't matter. Still means a lot to me. Uh, Jersey shirts, hats, stuff like that. Um, and mini helmets. There are mini helmets at the at the IMS gift shop. And the mini helmets are really cool. That's something I've never had in my career until the year I get fired midway through. Uh, and so now it's there, there's really cool mini helmets in there though. So feel like uh, get your hands on one of those if you if you if you want to. Great Christmas gifts too coming yep. up. Yep, there is a whole line of shirts that are five dollars right now. Yep. I'm looking right now because I might have shirt. to pull the trigger. Um, you got to. So good to know. Thank you for that, Joey. You got it, <laughs> Ben. Uh, what my, you got? My uh, my bronze medal. Uh, I'm going with. Uh, this week um, we talked about it before but Ben Rhodes drunk press conference whether you like it or not it's still kind of funny to watch um, I wrote down a few of his my favorite things that he said um, even right when he sat down he said he got lit beforehand he made oh. maybe a questionable hand gesture oh um, with particularly <laughs> um, uh, you know he was drinking a lot of, of beer I'm gonna say but maybe beers the gesture was interesting uh, and see we need something else note he wasn't actually but you know his terminology was there um, interesting he said, this is news to me brother when he said some one of his competitors had damage he burped at least probably three times I counted that was I only got that's tough you gotta hold that in gotta yeah, hold that I in I mean the first one he went right into the microphone and he felt really bad and he apologized so that was interesting brought a couple mamma jammas uh, that's a good one <laughs> He did a semi. I haven't heard the word "mamma jamma" used in a long time. Oh, yeah, a long uh, time. I agree. Um, I don't think I've ever personally used that. Um, yeah, he did a semi trucks J brake impression when he's talking about going to the wind tunnel. Um, right. He said dinosaurs aren't real, like you said, and he said he loves a good cow. He loves a good cow. A good uh, cow. As um, in, like, those a are some of my favorite. Or just uh, steak. steak. He loves steak. Yeah. Ah, he's talking about okay. how um, he gets sent steak like every week by some one of his buddies. So that's like his pre-race meal or post-race. I don't think you would have been able to take this guy seriously if you were watching this clip, Joey. Honestly, no, I, w- I would have actually no, loved to have seen your live yeah. reaction to what was going yeah. on here. <laughs> I just sort of thought it was like an SNL sketch or something. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you could have, yeah, it could have passed off as that. So, um, yeah. All right. Very funny. Keep anyway, it light. Keeping it light. Cool. Yeah. Keeping it light. Truck champions. Um, all right. P2 for me on the list. We talked a little bit about it uh, earlier, the F1 race, but. Man, P2 on the list for me was the Fernando Alonso-Sergio Perez battle coming to the line for the last podium spot in Brazil. That was 
awesome. I know we've given Formula One a lot of grief for having literally awful racing most of the year, but that was a tremendous fight to the finish, like hundreds of a second separating them both side by side at the line. Great job by the FIA and Formula One to time the DRS zone perfectly for that for that type of finish. Um, very, very smart. Fernando Alonso still got it. Still got it. Uh, I, I, I love cheering for Fernando. He's a great guy. Um, I even sent him, sent him a little message after the race. Uh, I would like to share the response because I, I think he was also feeling very, uh, very pumped. Uh, where did that go? Where, where is the message? Uh-huh. Um, but that was just such a fantastic finish. I, I, side by side, Formula One at the line, you just never see anymore. And I said, I said to Fernando, I said, Sunday, Sunday, 2.20 p.m., said, that was a great race to watch. Amazing. See you in Vegas. And all he said Monday at 5.42 in the morning, he says, was mega. So, <laughs> Fernando Alonso says it was mega. So, <laughs> good for Fernando for getting back to us there on the Speed Street Podcast. Love it. But I love it. Live reporting. I, um, I definitely enjoyed watching that race. It was just it's just it's just fun to see good racing. I, I I don't care what it is, you know. And and obviously we've given grief to Formula One, but that battle was was podium worthy uh, because they were literally fighting for a podium. And Aston Martin has had an awful run of races recently, and then they finished third and fifth. So Aston Martin is back. Great race for Fernando once again. He still got it. Way to go, Fernando! All right, ready. Uh- Let's go. Um, my second place this weekend, uh, a friend of both of ours, I believe. Um, big shout out to Kenny Moore the second. Yeah, uh, man, what a what a game for this guy. Uh, Great old, game. Twenty three for for your beloved Indianapolis Colts. Uh, two, not just two interceptions, two pick sixes, two touchdowns. <laughs> no, he doesn't play receiver. He plays defensive back. Scored more touchdowns. Uh, for the, uh, yeah, Bryce Young threw more touchdowns to him than he did his own receivers. Uh, Hilarious. But what a game. What a game. You don't see that often. You don't feel like if a guy gets one pick six uh, for a season, that's a big deal, let alone two in the same damn game. So uh, shout out Kenny Moore, man. I know people were giving him uh, a hard time last year at the new defensive coordinator, and uh, he had himself a game in front of his family. His sisters were there, and it uh, looked, looked awesome. So big shout out to Kenny Moore the second. I have been trying to get Kenny on the show. So I, I have communicated Big with the Colts, Colts PR team uh, like the week before the season started. Um, and they told me that he'd like to get the season going first. Well, we're nine weeks in and I haven't heard back from him. So I, I don't yeah. I, I like gotta, Kenny a lot. I, I, uh, I know they're You just got to go though. straight to the source, man. The I know. PR's, I, I, PR's always going to give you that runaround bullshit. Well, I text Kenny, and Kenny text, told me to talk to these guys. So I, I will. Well, I'm a big yeah. fan of Kenny. We are going to get him on this show at some point. Uh, but again, NFL season is pretty hectic. So have the Colts already had their bye week? Have we already had our bye week? I don't know. Oh uh, no, it's right. probably coming up next week. I bet because they play in Germany this weekend. So I feel oh like, yeah yeah yeah. You're uh, right. You're right. We go off. So well, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But yeah, Kenny, great guy. Super pumped for him. I really really pumped for him. Ben, number two. Uh, number two for me. This is a pretty much non-sports or non-racing related uh, topic. But um, Connor, I. Pretty sure as a video game enjoyer, you will uh, enjoy this. Um, but Grand Theft Auto 7, the trailer, apparently ah. is coming out in December. 
Um, I played a good amount of GTA 6, but the whole meme around them never releasing it. They've been working on it for 18,000 years, but if anybody uh, played any of the Grand Theft Auto series, the new game is on the horizon, and then nobody thought they'd be old enough to outlive that. So um, uh, that's my well, one thing. One thing we missed, too, speaking of video games, is IndyCar video game news. Yes. We, 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 we can talk a little bit about that after the podium because we do need to do need to talk about that. But yeah. I did play Grand... So I was never a Grand Theft Auto, like, three <laughs> guy. Like, I wasn't Sorry, in I must on have the said early... seven. I might meant six, but yeah. Well, ahead. you're a child, so yeah, that makes sense. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I, I didn't play Grand Theft Auto. And then I think it was Grand Theft Auto, like, or maybe that I like I really got into and it was like really fun there was something about it that was like shoot this game's fun and I think it was the Xbox Live component or something just it was killing yeah. hookers and shit no that- just, I don't know there was like it, it was just there was something about that game where I was like I, we had a great time playing it like me and the boys like just like, I had a great time playing it and again it was always a very risque game like growing up my parents were like oh never play Grand Theft Auto but I, as I grew older, I was like, this game's actually a fun game. So my know. mom, and, uh, I haven't played it since, though. I haven't my, played it since. My mom would have literally ended my life yeah. if I tried to play Grand Theft Auto. She and again, my mother would have done the same thing if same I thing. if I would have tried to play Grand Theft Auto as like a thirteen year old, fourteen year old. Nope, that's executed. We're dead. That's, We're out uh, of here. That's one of those. Hey, I'm. You go over to uh, old Tommy's house, who's you know yeah. the youngest of like six kids. His parents don't give a shit about what he does anyway, so you go play it over there. Yeah, but Tommy's G- got Grand Theft Auto uh-huh. two and a half. You know what I mean? Yep, yeah, yep, yep. But you don't tell him about it because then you can't you can go over to Tommy's house. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you don't ever mention it. It's just it goes unspoken. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, all right, Connor, you're number one. Well. My number one. So I, I this I, I went very sort of generic, but my number one is the NASCAR championship weekend. What they do oh. for it, um, the 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 way they do it. Uh, again, I, I don't know if Phoenix is the right place for it. I, I do think maybe another track could be explored. Um, but some of the racing I, I did enjoy watching, like like some of the truck racing, the the Xfinity race. I, I, I enjoyed watching, um, I, but but the way they do it, the way that it's like, hey, you just got to be the best guy. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think I do have time for it. Now, again, after a whole season's worth of work, if I, like, let's say, you know, I had won the most races of the season, we were leading the points if it was just a point system, you know, yeah, I would probably feel cheated if I didn't win the championship. Like, let's say, you know, Christopher Bell had a right front brake rotor explode, right? Like, yeah, he had a bunch of stuff like mechanically fail in the car, and it didn't matter what at all happened during the year. But the guy ends up finishing fourth of the four, you know, championship competitors. So I, I see it, but as a fan, I, like I obviously have a driver opinion because I'm a driver. But as a fan, like I found myself entertained. Like I still, there was still a race to watch, right? Like you still had Ross Chastain winning the, you know, winning the 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 championship race, which is great, mm-hmm. and then Blaney finishing second, right? But like, you know, same same with like Ben Rhodes and 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 you know he didn't win the race, but he just had to beat one guy at the end. And I, but I I enjoyed following that. I think it gets it gets a little desperate at times, but like some of the racing was like really good. So I I I enjoy the drama of it, and I enjoy the setup of it. I enjoy how they. I I think it's just fresh for racing. Like obviously, as you when you look at Formula One, when you look at IndyCar. 
Formula One's champion's been decided since like you know since Labor Day, right? Like uh, we've been we we've had a champion in Formula One since the season started, right? And IndyCar, I mean, shoot, even IndyCar, we had we had the champion pretty early on. Um, you know, not too early for us, but like you know, at least one race early, right? And I just. I, 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 I know that there's a championship focus in IndyCar, and it's a great championship focus because our championship is so tight, but there's just something about that, the the way they do the playoffs that I, I, I do find entertaining. And, and I, think it, I, think it, I think it engages people. I really do. Yep. Everyone's going to have a different opinion on it, but I, I enjoyed it as a fan because, again, I sat on my couch all weekend and I watched racing, and I, and I enjoyed it. What more can you ask for on the last weekend yeah. of the year, you know? That's, exactly. That's what keeps coming back for sure. And like, if you still look at it too, this is, I mean, NASCAR, I saw uh, they were down 9% viewers for, for the finale race. Right. But like, that's still 3 million people are watching their championship finale. Like that is, yeah. that is a huge number of people on NFL Sunday. Like that's literally probably, you're that's going up against the biggest sports yeah. league in the world and you're getting 3 million people. So I, yeah, man, that's strong. That's, That's strong. big, for sure. All right, my uh, first place for the weekend goes to the fine folks at the University of Alabama, actually. All right. Um, so I was down there, and, man, they, they really were uh, just 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 so welcoming and endearing, and, and they hooked us up with uh, a tour of the football facilities, got taken around everywhere there, uh, hooked us up with sideline passes before the game, and, and even – as me and my wife were wearing our purple and gold of LSU, written on the <laughs> Tigers, um, you know they they looked past that and they said, "Hey, we're glad you're down here," and they wanted to show us a good time. You know, maybe potentially trying to re- recruit. You know, but uh, yeah, that, 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 that's just part of it. But they were great. It was an absolutely phenomenal scene. I mean, lives up to the hype, the aura, everything you hear about SEC game day, especially when it's Alabama LSU, two kind of schools like that going at it. So. Uh, the game itself was, you know, it didn't work out in my favor because LSU apparently couldn't figure out to how to spy Jalen uh, Milrow, but that's a different conversation. Yep. I did um, have Alabama money line, no big deal. Yep, but yep, yep. <laughs> so uh, that was unfortunate, but everything leading up to it, uh, the whole weekend, the day of the game, being around Tuscaloosa, you know, interacting with folks, and the whole game day scene there. You know, college game day it was there, but then all the tailgating and everything that was going on. Um, did you interact with Nick Saban? No, I didn't. Oh, so the man. athletic director at Alabama is the one who gave us the tour uh, of the facilities. And about ten minutes into our meeting, we were in we were in the AD's office getting ready to go, you know, check out everything. And finally, he was just like, "I know what you're thinking, and I would I would love to get you with him as much as you would, but he he's got the blinders on. It's just it, it we can't do it today." And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> oh man, whatever." So. Uh, did not get to interact with Coach Saban, unfortunately, but we'll we'll have our day, hopefully, at some point. Uh, but yeah, no, it's just I, I highly recommend anybody if you're a fan of college football, if you're a fan of just going to big events, you know, hitting a, a spot like that for a big game is an absolutely must do. Love that. I yep. do hope that you get to hang out with Nick Saban though at some point. There's got to be some, some sort point. of interaction there. Yeah, some point. <laughs> yeah, at some point. <laughs> ben, Ben, cool. Yeah, I went to South Carolina last year for when Charlotte played them, and that was like my first time seeing SEC country, and that was insane. Pretty, pretty and I'm wild sure there. Yeah. even bigger schools are are even crazier, so that's cool. Yeah. Um, uh, P1 for me, uh, it's more football talk. Um, my Vikings, who I was pretty oh, yeah. much after uh, Jaron Hall, our rookie quarterback, went down um, and replacing the injured Kirk Cousins, 
I pretty much was ready to shut off the game because Josh Dobbs came in and I'm like, this guy didn't take any reps in practice, was just learning the playbook. Was literally like practicing with Garrett Bradbury, the center on the sideline, like any cadence, like as he didn't even really know it. So I had I the Vikings ready to give up. Did you? I had the Vikings this weekend. Yep. I, I have faith in Josh Dobbs. I did. Yeah. I was like, and then the when I saw he wasn't star- baby, when I start when I saw he wasn't starting, I was like, oh no, I, I made the wrong bet. And then I was like, and we're back. <laughs> we're back. And yeah. uh, the first half looked pretty bad. Uh, it did. Fumbles and and he kept dropping the ball. I was like, all right, well, this is giving me Josh Freeman flashbacks. If you guys remember when he started for the Vikings, like it was like seven eight years ago. Anyways, uh, he rallies the troops and end up beating the Falcons after they were down. They kind of stayed in it linger, but uh, that was crazy. And I just saw he won NFC Offensive Player of the Week, I think. So um, that was pretty awesome. So I'm kind of back on the train because I think what they're five and four now. So it's after starting. Oh, you're almost in the playoffs, essentially. So yeah, they have a playoff spot right now. I think they're the seven seed. So um, kind of crazy. So I'm my my roller coaster ride of football this year continues. Love it, love it. That's amazing. Good for you. Good for Josh Dobbs. Yeah. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, there's the podium for the uh, for the weekend. Uh, and I now am getting a quick interaction with Scott McLaughlin, IndyCar driver for Penske. Uh, looks like we can get a quick chat in a little IndyCar inquiry of the week, potentially with a uh, a a a great racing driver. So here's Scotty McLaughlin. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, quick update to the show: we have a uh, a very special guest who decided to jump in. Just you know, hey, shooting some text messages around. We decided we were going to do a little I- IndyCar inquiry of the week uh, with Scotty Scotty Mac. Uh, Scott McLaughlin, uh, who is a very talented young racing driver for the Penske organization. Scott, uh, quick questions for you. We know that uh, you have uh, parked on the side of the road to do this interview with us. We appreciate that. We're very obviously kind. a safety first podcast here. There's there's no I'll question still have about that. On. Still seatbelt seat on the side of the road. Park. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Scott, you were in Phoenix. Looked like an amazing time. Had a Ryan Blaney shirt on. Uh, you are a part of a NASCAR championship winning team, uh, IndyCar championship winning team. You guys won everything essentially, except for the IndyCar championship. No big deal. You'll get it next year. Uh, <laughs> what was, what was that? What was the vibes like out there? Were the vibes high? Did you get to see all the races from the weekend or was it just the Sunday? Give me a vibe check on the, on the championship winning celebration. Was it, where did that rank? I want to hear about it. Oh, look. Positive vibes only, Connor. As you know, it uh, yeah. it was unreal. Um, we uh we were, I went to SEMA. I was in Vegas. Oh so, yes, I uh, was there for a little bit, and then when he won Martinsville, Blaney, I was like, I said to Carly, my wife, who's a superstar, I was like, babe, we're going. Like we're going to Phoenix, and she's like, yeah, okay, why not? We're already there. So all right, so we stayed in Vegas for a couple more days, then went to Phoenix, and uh, it was it was unreal, man. Best thing. So I didn't see any other racing. Uh, I arrived on Saturday. I was staying in Airbnb with um, some Blaney's friends and and whatnot, and then we uh, and then we hit the track. Um, and it was it was an amazing experience. Uh, sat with you know 
all at the, all the buds and and family uh and in this suite that Ryan had organized absolute class dude love a good dog. family suite that's yeah, a good one um, that, we, that's uh, a party is we high were there. just we were just nervous drinking the whole race <laughs> i don't think i've ever been so like genuinely nervous i mean he's a first of all he's a teammate but he's a friend of mine now and uh just you just want him to do well you know how much he puts into it and to see him get it done dude it was uh it was so special and such a special experience being sort of you know with everyone there and and uh yeah really 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 exciting i love that joey go scott scotty back my question for you is um i know that you're a big golf enthusiast uh, who is your dream foursome? Anybody, dead or alive? Scotty Max, dream foursome Ooh. golf. Wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Blaney, Blaney's one of them because like we always golf together, and I know he gambles, so that's a good thing. And then I probably, <laughs> probably um, Tiger Woods and Michael Jordan. Okay. And really straightforward. You just got that's a, a bunch, yeah. of, bunch of goats out there. That's an elite just group. A bunch of goats. Yeah. Uh, like fun cigars will be smoked it will yep. be fun and i will like that it was fun yeah you get it you get it connor no disrespect you weren't in it you're very close to it. you're like you're in I'll the be second the caddy. group behind it i'll be the caddy yeah. you know, I'll, I'll be the guy yeah. I'm, I'm carrying bags i'm holding beers yeah I, that'll be me that's my future anyway love that. fair enough um, love it and then jo- so, joey can commentate it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just broadcast <laughs> you guys for it that'd be great ben do you fun. have one quote yeah. uh do one indycar inquiry for for scott mclaughlin <laughs> I have to say, so, um, you know, celebrating and hanging out with like the NASCAR people, uh, besides Blaney, do you have somebody that's maybe kind of a surprise? Like, oh, I wouldn't expect them to, to celebrate as hard as they did uh, just being around the NASCAR guys. Oh, uh, no, I, honestly, it was pretty tame. I think the big party will come here later in the in the month. Um, Paul Blaney had like 1030 he, he didn't get to the bar till like 10 30 11 o'clock so he was torched like just That's tired tough. already you know from all the media stuff so it was pretty tame um but yeah no at this moment uh it's hard to go past blaney he's a party he's a good he's a good lad uh, <laughs> i've had a night out with blaney before many years yeah, ago yeah. I, but i i immediately gained a ton of respect for him i was like it was a oh. i like that guy a lot i, I have a lot of respect the guy's for Ryan like blaney. The guy's like 125 pounds ringing <laughs> wet and he can yeah. put more bears back than most people I know. So it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, um, impressive, but he's a, yeah, like great champion for NASCAR, dude. I, oh, I yeah, think yeah. they're gonna, they got, they got to market the piss out of him. He's, he's there, you know, he's, he's going to be a great guy for them. He's got that dog in him. Some would say he's got that dog in him yeah. in the middle of the race when he's throwing birds at other competitors. I'm like, this guy's yeah. got that dog in him. Did that make you guys oh, nervous at all up there? You're like, uh-oh, we got a little contact oh, yeah. being made. <laughs> well, when he made the contact, we are all like, no, oh, we don't need to do that. We don't need to do that. <laughs> don't and, sacrifice uh, the front of the vehicle. But, uh, man, it was, we all, we, we just, we knew, he looked quick, man, and uh, it was super cool seeing him get it done. My favorite part, too, Roger showing up to the celebration, boom, all IMS gear. He's like, he's IMS, oh. IMS till forever. Like, I just, that oh, was my favorite it. part. He, just coded in the speedway and it made me feel like hey there's a little bit of indycar there or something you know what i mean yeah all right there's there's plenty of indycar out there i had a number of people come up to me that were indycar fans uh motorsport fans obviously uh you know plenty of love out there so it was it was cool best decision i made for a long time was go to phoenix because it was definitely a once in a lifetime opportunity seeing your bud get it get done and win it at all well, I mean, you make Hell a yeah. lot of great decisions, Scott. So that's that's a that's a big <laughs> statement to make. So uh, I respect that. Don't want to take up too much of your time. This was a very last minute text message. 
But I appreciate you coming on to enrich our show. And uh, we can talk about IndyCar hybrids another day because I, I well, that's, yeah. that's another day. <laughs> that's serious. That's when I probably need to put the polo on and have a proper seat and stuff yeah, and have a big little, thing yeah. about a few things. Shell, yeah, pens, no, oil no, no, stuff, no. all that thing. Yeah. It's going, it's going well. That's all I can say. I can say they're doing plenty of miles, which is a nice thing. A lot of testing. Uh, they're down in Homestead this week, Scott. Are you are you feeling ripped off? What's going on? That's wild. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm okay. I'm all right. Yes. But uh, it's nice to have a week at home. But at the same time, you like being in the car. But uh, it's uh, it's it's uh, been fun to get to know it and work with IndyCar on things, as you can imagine. And, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of testing for everyone here soon. So it's exciting. Well, that sounds lovely. So, Scott, thank you so much. Appreciate you jumping in here. A little last-minute activity, but uh, I know the people will love to hear from you. So congratulations right. on being a part of a celebration last weekend and having some time off. Yeah, thank Thanks, you, Connor, Scotty. as you can understand. Thanks. See you, buddy. I'm going to Vegas next week, hey. too, by the way, so I will be texting you live from there. <laughs> oh, you know, you can, face, you can FaceTime me. Cheers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, of course, we've come to the conclusion of our program. And without that, you know that's time for our Ricky Treadway Random Indy 500 Driver of the Week. And, Connor Daly, you have been on this forever. You always supply us with a great driver. Who do we got this week? Absolutely. Uh, we do have this week the 1940 Indy 500. 1940 Indy 500. Uh, we're going with the 25th place finisher. 25th place finisher is... Doc Williams. Doc Williams is the 25th place finisher. Doc Williams, sponsored by, uh, if this is the sponsor that I read correctly, the car name entrant is the Quillen Brothers Refrigerator. So I I don't know what's going on there, uh, but there was a refrigerator sponsor maybe. Merrill Henry Doc Williams, uh, born in Indianapolis, an Indianapolis guy, uh, attempted to qualify for the Indianapolis 500 every year from 1933 to 1941, but only succeeded in qualifying in 36, 40, and 41, which is wild. Um, After the war, uh, in 1946, Williams again failed to qualify. So this guy gave it everything he had. Oh, yeah. And 1947, he qualified a car, but then it was driven by Herb Ardinger, who I believe was already a random Indy 500 driver of the week at one point. Sounds familiar. Um, and, that, and he finished fourth. So tough, uh, tough, interesting battle. He only ever tried to qualify for the Indy 500 as well. No other IndyCar races, it looks like, on a schedule. So what a wild uh, what a wild lifestyle by Doc Williams. Yeah, you got to respect the nickname, I think. You know, that's, that's uh, the, one of those of the times. I feel like you don't get too many Docs nowadays. So yeah. uh, maybe they should bring it back. Uh, but yeah, hell yeah. I'd rather go by Doc than by Merrill. Uh, exactly. Put it on his gravestone. So, uh, born in Indianapolis, passed away April 28th, 1982 at Richmond, Indiana. So, he was an Indiana boy through and through. Shout out to you, Doc Williams. All right. That is uh, the conclusion of the show. Our Ricky Treadway, random Indy 500 driver of the week. Connor is heading out to Vegas for the big weekend there. So, wish him luck. He'll be FaceTiming Scotty Mack. We will be here in Indianapolis, maybe watching the race at 1 a.m. at a bar somewhere. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but follow Connor for all of his coverage coming up this weekend. It's going to be a weekend you can't miss, absolutely. And we appreciate you guys, of course, for sticking with us, riding along with us here on Speed Street. And until then, we'll talk to you next week on Speed Street.
The latest episode of Next Level with Andrew Curlin is available now on all major podcasting platforms. Make sure to follow the show to stay up to date on the Next Level Conversations. Big Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo. You're going to do it. You're going to win it. You're going to win it. You're going to win it.